Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Welcome back to the Call Her Andy podcast. Today we have a special episode because it's Father's Day, National Indigenous Peoples Day, and it's Pride Month. So today on the episode, we have a very special guest, someone I've known my whole life. Um, we have we have my who can it be? <laughs> who can it be? <laughs> we have my older brother named Keith. He is as well a Garden River band member. Um, grew up with me in Ottawa. Grew up with me in the Sioux. Taught me how to ride a bike. He also tricked me into thinking that dolphins were, fe- were female sharks. But you know, you know, you know what? That just taught me to be to learn how to ask questions <laughs> and to do my own research. That's what that taught me. <laughs> um. So yeah, please everybody welcome my brother. Name keys to the podcast. Hey. Thanks for being on, Nim Keys. I don't think I've actually, um, I've, I've met you before, but I don't think we've had like a big really. So I'm kind of excited to get to know, um, what it's like to be a father and just like, you know, that perspective. I think, you know, I'm always giving my perspective as like a mother. So we'll. Let's jump right into the questions. Quay. Okay. Okay. So my first question for you, Nim. So dad was 34 when they had you. And now you're 34. You were 34 when you when you and Bridge had Jesus. And yes. what in what ways do you think you were more prepared or less prepared to have a baby being in your 30s versus being in your 20s? Mm, I don't know. I just felt more mature. Uh, I was way more mature, less mature in one of my 20s. Uh, maybe my 20s was preparing me for it. Partying all night. It's uh, paper changing all night. It's funny though, I think in, so Quay, you know the, um, those ladies in Toronto, Cat and Nat? Yeah. So they made a post, like a video of like how partying has prepared you for like motherhood, <laughs> like the all nighters, like whatnot. And I'm just like, oh my god, that kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> totally prepared. Um, okay, my question is, how did you feel when you were told Bridget was pregnant, or when she told you she was pregnant? How uh, was that work? And then I felt so excited. They, could, they came and see me in person. I was like, why is Quay here too? <laughs> oh, Quay was there know. too? Yeah. Oh my god. Quay knew before you? Uh, well, no. No. Because Bridget, I was coming home for Easter uh-huh. and Bridget's like, oh, I want to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, okay, wait for me. I'll do it for fun with you. And she did it and she was like, look at this. But I, so she sent that to Nim too, and it was a photo of the positive test. And then I was like, okay, let's go to town and get one from Choppers, like we got a whole bunch, a heavy duty one. 
We got an expensive <laughs> one. We got yeah, a computerized one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of them. So that's why I was there because I went had just so gone exciting. to town. With yeah, the- that's so exciting. A hundred tests. Yeah. A hundred. Did you go to all of the appointments? Uh, or- I think so. Yeah, I went to at least most of them. Yeah, ninety percent. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys found out like the gender too, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did yeah, how were how did you feel when they told you that it was going to be a boy? Well, they didn't tell me. We had a uh, we had them hide the note. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we surprised everybody. Oh. We had that big reveal. Yeah. But it was yeah. Very exciting. Uh, I thought we were going to have a girl. I don't know. I was so excited to have yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh. I, I remember when the, the the smoke went off and I was like, okay, it's blue. When's it going to turn pink? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a trick? <laughs> Is this what they do? Okay. <laughs> when Benny, we were at the ultrasound and they said, do you want to know the, like the gender? And we're like, yeah, sure. And they told us it was a boy and Ben started to tear up. And then later on, he was so excited. We stopped at so many family members house on the, like at right after to like tell the news. And then after he's like, Oh, I wouldn't mind having a girl too. Like, if it was a girl, I would have been so happy too. But he like was really wanting a boy. But then he's like, I would have liked a girl too. So I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. How come you thought you were gonna have a girl? I don't know. I'm just uh, remember. I don't know. Just <laughs> Did you have like the GBs because like mom and Sharon were? and you're like oh we're gonna have a girl for sure now no I didn't wasn't like that oh I was, I was gonna think about that, but, uh... <laughs> what lessons and characteristics from dad do you want to carry on as a father that he's understanding and patient and he's uh, accepting everybody Aww. And he totally is. Yes, yeah. He's all of that. Well, you seem like you're going to be, like, you seem, like, super chill. Like, you're going to be, like, this chill dad. And I think, like, those things kind of follow with that. Like, I can see kind of, like, your personality. Um, so, like, I know as a mom, um, and, like, Bridget, too, like, we like we prepare differently for a baby because like our bodies are going through so many changes. But as a father, how did you prepare for the baby? Um, I watched uh, videos on YouTube. Watched videos <laughs> about uh, childbirth. What's happening to the little baby? I feel a little embryo at the time. Yeah. Week passing. Uh. Just stuff like that. You had an app too. Oh yeah, yeah. You had an app, and I remember you would always tell me like, "Oh, he's this size," and like I remember he's the... the size of a potato. He's yeah. The size of a... Oh yeah. What else? Like, was proportional numbers, yeah. And then I remember the craziest time was he's like, he has ears now, and I remember <laughs> being like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he has ears. 
fingernails. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> that's so cute. Layer of fur. Oh yeah, that was a weird one too. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, what was a good one? The, the, the soft little baby fur that they have in there. Oh yeah. Well, apparent. I remember back in like high school science class our teacher was like yeah all babies have like hair all over their bodies in like the womb and I'm like okay question what if they came out with all that hair still all over their bodies and he's like impossible and I'm like but <laughs> tell me like if it happened like why would that happen and I'm he's like that's impossible and I'm like you said at the beginning of class that there's no <laughs> questions so tell me is like could a baby come out like that <laughs> But I remember, like, all the babies in my family, like, my nephews and even Nico a little bit, like, they all had, like, kind of, like, fur on, like, their back. <laughs> oh, hairy back. Like, like, a lot, but, like, I could see it. I'm like, oh, my God, they're fuzzy. So, my question is, so, I, I remember when Benny first held Nico when he was born. And, like, he comes from a big family of, he's the oldest of eight. So when they passed him to him, the nurse was like, okay, like, this is how you hold him. And he's like, I know, I have seven other siblings, and just grabbed him. <laughs> and, um, like, and I just saw this special moment between them. What was, like, your first moment holding him or seeing him? Like, what was that like? Yeah. Uh, I think the first, well, the first moment, yeah. Uh, well, it was a C-section, so like, I looked over the the, the gurney and I've seen them pulling him out. They pulled the the cord off his neck, pulling him out, and then we we took off to the uh, they took him to the back. But I went to the I went with him, and then I got to cut the cord again. That was pretty intense because the cord's all freaking it's all rubbery. It's all oh hard my god! Rubbery, yeah. And then, uh, because they were still stitching up Bridget, uh, I went with the baby out to the uh, little area. But I was just all in tears, and then, like, my, my nose was all snotty. And they're like, we'll come get you. Like, it felt like it was forever, too. I was like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> I'm all freaking almost snotty here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can I have a tissue? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's so cute. Babies are like so special. I remember when my first nephew was born, and my mom was like, We found out that Cameron was born, and we were driving to the hospital, and my mom was crying because it was her first grandbaby. And it's just so, and, like, this is how it is with your family. Like, Jesus is the first grandbaby. Like, that's so special and cute. Um, okay, so speaking of, like, when you first saw him, Mom used to tell me that when you were born, the first thing Dad said was when, when he held you was, now I'll never be lonely. What was the first thing you thought of when you saw Jesus in real life? Did you have any of those, like, did you think anything like that? I think it was, like, the same thing, yeah. You're like, now I got my buddy. <laughs> <Aww. clears throat> um, 
My question is, okay, so I just want to say something about, like, when I had Nico and literally, like, how crazy it is to, like, have a baby. That when I had Nico, like, my heart was, like, going, like, crazy, right? Yeah. And then I... And then they threw Nico on my chest and my heart was like galloping. Like it was like beating, not even normally. And then it started beating. Like I felt like me and Nico's like heartbeat, like going together again. Like it was crazy. And it's just like, you know, like he was kind of like disconnected from me for a second. And then like, as soon as they threw him on my chest, like our hearts started to like kind of match again. Um, So do you have any tips as a father for raising a newborn? Um, For raising a newborn, I don't know. I just went with it. Just roll with it. Yeah. I read this funny meme that I was like, sleep when the baby sleeps, eat when the baby eats. Do laundry when the baby does laundry. So it means like never do laundry. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't get it. Yeah, just never, just don't do laundry. Don't do it. Okay, what was something though about a new word that shocked you? Um the amount of poo explosions. Oh, really? Yeah. How much diapers bust? <laughs> oh my god. Do you remember like the black poop at the beginning? Yeah. It was like tar. Oh my god, that was shocking to me. Black I'm like, this- like the CD poop. <laughs> but why does it happen again? You call clay me. Poop and- was it their liver? Their livers are figuring it out? Yeah. The livers are pushing out the uh, ruby bellum. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And did you also know that babies are babies and they Start can't and they can't their livers can't even process water. That's why you have to feed them breast milk or formula all the time. Wow. Yeah. Didn't tell me that one? It's all the little the little bones. They need more iron. They need more iron? Yeah. Is that why you, you go to rice cake rice stuff right away? Those are fortified science. Oh. Okay. So was there anything, because mom and dad had muck when we were nine and you were 13, was there anything that, like, from having a little kid, little baby around when we were growing up that, like, mm-hmm. helped you? Like, what do you think was the most thing that helped you? Um, learning to hold a baby, hold a little head. Concentrating, holding their little neck up, uh, changing diapers. That's what it. Yeah. Like, I don't think I made babas. I don't think I, I don't think I had anything else. Maybe yeah. Watch them, watch them eat something, but that's not. Well, I think I pulled something out of Muck's throat. Oh, when he was choking? Yeah. <laughs> you saved him. <laughs> Um, the thing that I didn't know about babies, from but I learned from mom and dad having a mock was they sleep all the time, like they sleep there and eat and then sleep again. Sleep. 
eat. Have to eat. Yeah. I pooped. I remember I used to get in trouble because Buck would be sleeping and I'd go and I'd peel his eyes open. He's like, wake up. I want to hang out. And Mom would be like, stop that and chew me off. Oh my God. Did you do any of that, Nim, with Muck? No. <laughs> I just wanted to hang. <laughs> I remember my nephew Ashton. I think I told you this, right? My sister would always like kind of rub the like the baby's gums because like he's teething, but like her hands are clean and she's doing that. Like not everyone does that. And he was crying. Royal is crying and then we walk into the room and Ashton has like his full like hand in the baby's mouth <laughs> and we're like get your hands out of the mouth I know so um my qu- next question is do you have goals for yourself as a father like I know I know people are like when they have boys they're like I'm gonna be like they're like hockey coach or I'm going to do this like do you have goals that you want to do with Jesus when he grows up and like do father son things yeah I was like uh, uh, I want to teach him chess I want to play sports with him I want to go fishing with him best buds yeah you can get him a little um Fishing rod. Yeah. But I'm pretty, the other day, last week, you guys were pretty. Uh, I want to get him a little abacus. <laughs> you guys, you guys are pretty like uh, uh, accepting and stuff. Because I remember one time you were like, oh, Jesus, you're going to go to be a, a big boy. If that's what you want. <laughs> if that's who you want to be. And, it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Six foot six. Oh well, Jesus will probably be like. How tall are you, Nim? Um, six one. Six one, yeah. He'll probably be big. So, Nim six one, but Bridget's brother was like six seven. Whoa. Bridget's brother was six seven. Bridget's family has tall, there's tall people. And our family is tall people. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is going to be a probably a tall guy. Yeah. If that's what he wants. You know what else? I, okay, Grace. Me and him were talking yesterday and I was asking him and Muck about like, oh, I was listening to the Coffee and Quaff podcast and they had an, uh, an indigenous man on from out west. And he was saying the hardest thing about being an indigenous man is that um, women are lucky because we got to keep our traditional things like beading and weaving and sewing. And then he's like, the hardest thing for an indigenous man is we don't have the same things that we kept because now hunting and providing, you can just go to the grocery store. And then was like, no, that's not the hardest thing. When you're out hunting, what are you going to do if you rip your loincloth? Just let your junk hang? <laughs> He's like, everyone's got to know how to sew. <laughs> True. Well, if you got no plate, you need to make your own basket. Or if you're well, a lucky guy, you got no woman, you still need to eat. 
I have like it's kind of a gross story. So when I was out um on Lake Nipigon with my family, my my uncles caught a moose and they're cutting it right on the boat and my uncle's friend oh my god the cat ah, my uncle's friend was cutting like towards him and like going down and he sliced his leg open and there was like like it was bad and we're like five hours from like gull bay which is like two hours from thunder bay so my auntie ran and got a sewing kit and he was like and i'm like right there and he's like what color thread should I use? And I was like, pink. And so he used pink and he sewed his leg up. And I was like, gross. But like, hey, you had to do it. Like you have to learn. Yeah. He sewed his leg together. <laughs> it's true though. You have to know these things too. And what happens if you don't, like Nim said, if you don't have a part, a female partner and you want to powwow dance and you want to have beaded work, you're going to have to do it yourself. Yeah. But also roles have changed. Like, also, yeah. you can't be expecting your woman to know how to bead and sew. Like, pick it up yourself and know how to do it yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, rules change. You better adapt. But... <laughs> <laughs> <I got it. laughs> Beads on a string. There you go. <laughs> Slow it down. Come Slow on, it down. Um... <laughs> okay. So, we're going to ask you some questions now. Or, we're going to ask you some more questions. <laughs> Um, what do you think you're gonna grow? Let Jesus grow hair grow out? Uh, yes, I'm not gonna cut it. How long is your hair, Nim? Uh, have you ever cut your hair? Just uh, when it got trims when I was little, yeah. Whoa, yeah. My dad and my brother and Nim all have long hair, and now Jesus will grow his hair too. That's so cool. So, another question. What will you do if he wants to cut his hair? Well, when he's old enough, he's okay. He'll be okay. Yeah. Like, you'll let him just cut it off if he wants? Well, I'll probably have dad's hair, but... So, uh, yeah. If he's old enough, it's okay. Nim's hair is 44 inches long. Oh, I don't see the number. <laughs> oh, my God! It's really, it's really sad. My nephew, um, Cameron, he was growing hair, his hair out, and like had it in a braid, but was getting made fun of at school, so he cut it. Mm-hmm. Did it you was ever, really sad. Did you ever uh-huh. want to cut your hair? Not because of that. Oh. I was always like, I'm naked. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so what? When I was in my teens, like in the '98, I guess well, I was not even teens, but I like wanted to cut my hair just because it's this different styles out there oh but i still wanted long ass hair yeah different ways you you had the long hair as a kid my brother growing up had like the bowl cut like all (laughs) all the way around yeah (laughs) mary didn't know what to do with the boy (laughs) threw a bowl on him (laughs) oh god um so, Kwe, ask the next question. Okay. So, to you, what does fatherhood mean? Oh. <laughs> uh, helping raise the little baby. Uh, doing everything I can. From working hard to 
helping out at home. So just being a supporting partner, not yeah, just, just being nothing else. Being a supporting, supporting part. partner, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah. Um, what are you looking most forward to to teaching Giza? So we kind of touched on this, like you're excited to like do sports with him, and um, but like in terms of like teachings, what are you like? gonna really like ingrain in him studies um, yeah uh, I feel my parents really did that yeah they're really good at that probably that too I'm like really I really want Nico to just be like proud of who he is mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that's important and to just have that like confidence in myself that will reflect in like him being confident in himself as he's growing up because as sad as it is he's gonna face people like doubting him or saying mean things and I just want him to be confident that he doesn't have to feel you know like he's got to be something else so that's yeah that's I think like every parent wants that too I think that my, my our parents did a really good job because I knew when I think about growing up, I was like, I know my name is Kwasan and I know I'm part of the Bear Clan and I know I'm from Garden River and I know I'm in Anishinaabe. Like, though, like I knew those things just as well as I knew my first name. Oh. But what was challenging was remembering the house phone number, though. <laughs> I don't know why numbers were harder than qualitative arts. Yeah. Who are you? Okay. Where do you live? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So for our listeners who don't know the language very well or just learning, um, what does Jesus' name translate to? Translate to the sun. S-U-N. Aww. He's your... S O N sun. He's your sunshine. I call Nico my sunshine. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Okay. Is there any other questions that we want to ask? I don't think so. But Nim, I was like, this has just been like a really good, like we're so happy you're on this podcast because, like, we can talk. Like, I can talk about like the female perspective of, you know, having a baby and what it's like and how I prepared. But it's so interesting to know like a male's perspective too, because they're going through their own transition and it's like a big day because it's father's day and we have you on, but it's also indigenous people's day. So that's really exciting. Um, Do you guys have any plans for today? We're going to have pizza. That's like our, I think that's like our number one staple in our celebration. Well, somebody else is buying pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, growing up, we always had pizza parties pizza. and pizza Fridays. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. You guys are. There's three of you guys. Well, there's more Ninja Turtles than three. Yeah, but like, you guys are like the siblings. Like, you. 
Nim and Moth, you said you grew up yeah. like having pizza. You guys are like the Ninja Turtles. Okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> okay, fine. We're Ninja Turtles. Um, wait, I had another question to ask you. What? Okay, so have having Bridget be pregnant. What was the craziest thing about pregnancy that you didn't know about? Like seeing her grow a child. I felt like I knew about things, but like the one you see it happening or when it happens is different. Because like when you see the baby moving around there and you feel a baby move around there, it's like, ah! It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Technically, they are a Martian alien because they're coming from the spirit world. <laughs> it is. It's like truly a miracle, like just how it all happens and how they grow and. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, on Jesus's certificate, it has Jesus. It doesn't have. And how is he gonna? When are you no, gonna teach him his traditional name? Um, what is Olma? I don't know. I take him to the lodge and stuff. Sweat lodge. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. I think this wraps up our interview. And like I said, Nam, we're like so happy that you're on this. Um, and it just like worked out. We're like, oh my God, Father's Day is on a Sunday. Like this is like super perfect. So thank you for being on. I'm so like glad and like honored to really just like get to know you more. And because Quay is like one of my really, really good friends. So I'm happy to get to know her big brother. Quite. you want to do the closing? Yeah, I'll do the closing. So thank you, everybody, for listening to us on our special Father's Day edition and National Indigenous Peoples Day during Pride Month. We're so happy you could be here, and we're so happy that um, that it's a good day to be Native. <laughs> exactly. Okay, thank you for listening. Bye! Bye! Bye. So your podcast, Andy's know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.